According to the 2015 census, millennials make up over a fourth of America's current population. So now not only does that mean that the kids we're coaching today are millennials, if they are millennials, they're being raised by millennials. And for some, the millennial group is a difficult one to reach. Primarily those that are stuck in tradition and ritualistic ways of teaching. In this sided survival mode conversation, I sit down with San Antonio Finance Director Ray Caldwell and Premier Basketball National Scout Jason Key. We discussed player relationships and college transfers in today's society. The conversation was amazing. It was full of wisdom, and it was intended for everyone involved in amateur sports. Players, parents, coaches. Let's get right to it. What immediately comes to mind is playing. At the collegiate level, you got practice plans, game plans, scholastic plans, but not personal growth plans. I think it's hard at that level because it's such a business and everything's so compartmentalized for you to get vulnerable with a kid. At my level, I get vulnerable with a kid. We grow together. She knows that I'm involved in her individual growth more than my team growth, which is unfair at the collegiate level. The team is about excuse me, at the collegiate level, it's about team. At my level, it's about personal growth. And that's unfair for the collegiate coach, but in hindsight, they gotta do a better job. That's why they get paid the big bucks. They have a lot of time to do it. Um, I do think more collegiate programs can spend more time on personal growth, not just skim the surface relationships, like going to the movies and um, those type of things, but really feeling and spending time with the kids and learning about them and being socially intelligent. We always speak about that. I think it's tough at that level to connect with kids if you do not know what they've been through, what they're gonna go through uh, socially, individually, and what buttons to push to show them that you are there for them. What's one way you invested in the personal growth? We talk about a personal growth plan. When you were at that level, what's one way you invested um, in kids' personal growth? A simplified answer skill set. At the collegiate level, everything, again, is about practice planning. Let's plan for Oregon. Let's plan for West Virginia. So you always and always try to put things in a relationship perspective is worried about the boyfriend or the girlfriend instead of keeping your own girlfriend or boyfriend. If you just get at 6 in the morning with a kid when she's tired, she's feeling some type of way and you start building and growing with her and helping her grow as an individual she will realize that you are there for her so i don't want to oversimplify things but i think skill set coaches across the country have a great relationship with the kids because the kids see that you are here for me you're helping me with my jump shot you're helping me with my weekend and by the way i'm gonna talk to you how your grades how's it going with your boyfriend or your girlfriend how you doing throughout the training? I, I can agree 100% with Ray. Most of my relationships were created in the gym. Film sessions, just one-on-one -on -one sessions with the kid. And it's bigger, it's bigger than basketball every time I'm with that kid. Huge. And I saw that with Chris Beard. Mm -hmm. You know, who just made that great run. Was it Elite Eight? Elite Eight Elite Tech. Eight. Yep. When he got there, 
Every time I would go, and I'm obviously exaggerating a little bit, when I would go to restaurants, he was always there with his seniors, creating relationships with seniors, the people that were only going to be under him for one year, because he realized we're going out to eat together, I'm getting to know you. He had these leadership committees and then skill set. Every day those guys are in the gym. And I'm not insinuating that he was bending the rules as far as how much he was in the gym. But those guys were skilling and he's in there with them. So do you think relationships got him to where he got today or he just had the players to get him to where the elite ain't I know for sure. And I'll give you an example. And it was, it was no different with Tubby. And shout out to Tubby. Got a kind of a raw deal over there, in my opinion, in Memphis. But um, I think with Chris Beard, and it's funny, you know, uh, I was on the women's side over at Tech. And I get our secretary says, uh, Chris Beard would like to talk to you. Coach Beard would like to talk to you. So I walk over to Mezzanine to his office and I sit down like, what do you want to talk to me about? And he asked me, um, he knew I had a pretty good relationship with his point guard, Keenan Evans, who had a monster year this year. And he says, I just want some insight from you on how I can develop a better relationship with Keenan. Because I think Keenan can be special. And that was so monumental to me that he would reach out to a girls, a women's coach, to find out how to better have a relationship with his starting point guard who just almost talked his way into what? At least an NBA tryout. At least an NBA tryout. Because, again, what Chris Beer relationship driven by. Yeah. yeah, love it. You find that commonality, right? So you, you have to release who you are, give them who you are, and you got to go find them at their at their meeting point. I have differences with my own two daughters. Yeah. There's a lot of differences, but I have to go see the world through their eyes. And that's a whole different way than where I see it in my eyes. That's what the great ones do. That is amazing you said that. You go with Phil Jackson, yeah. and you hear about with Shaquille. You're talking Fushnikins, <laughs> rapping, breakdancing Shaquille, doing Buddhist chants with incense in the L.A. locker room. Kobe Bryant, if you read Kobe's book, and I'm a huge Laker fan, not a big Kobe Bryant fan, but I'm a huge Laker fan, and, and he's pretty selfish if you look up the world. He's very driven individually, but even Phil was able to get him to buy into the Wusa, the, 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 the Buddhist philosophies and the Zen, the Zen master. And I love that you're saying that because I think it is true. What great leader can't find commonality in their troops? Mm -hmm. Whether it's the president of a country, a prime minister, a captain, a general, you're gonna go ahead and have to lead people from other walks of life, but you have to have, find some commonality, but that starts with respect. Right. A great example of that locally, Gary Blair. I was just getting ready to say that. Gary Blair. That's what I was, I was thinking about. Say that. And think about that. Shout out to Coach Blair. Blair. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but again, he's definitely long in the tooth. Yeah. You know he's from a certain segment of society or the country. Yeah. yeah. Look at how many. He's not from the inner city. Let's just cut it the way it right. is. Look at how many inner city young women play for him and have advanced through his program to become professionals. Relationships are the most important aspect. And why you say that, Key? Because that's what is, I think, even more so on the women's side than the men's side. Uh, the relationship aspect is what what they really care about at their core, right? That's where you're gonna get the most production out of any player. Yeah. Uh, that's what makes Gino so good at what he does. I, it's not the X's and O's. Yeah. It's the relationship, the leadership. The willingness to, to go through the wall that, that those players have shown over the years. He, that's, that's what separates him 
year over year is the relationship with his players. He's vulnerable, Jay. Yeah. You know, he's vulnerable. He, you know, he, he projects some vulnerability with his kids. Yeah. And I think that's, and, I, and I've said this often, I've blogged about this, with a new four-later word in women's basketball is fake. These kids, they're very brilliant, so don't get me wrong. They have an extensive vocabulary, but everything is so-called fake to them. And if you are vulnerable and truthful with them, yeah. then they're not terming you as fake. And it goes right back to what you're saying as far He's on ESPN and vulnerable, yeah. much less when he's one-on-one -on -one with them. That's huge. That's huge because that means I'm the same person with you now that they see on camera. That's the same person all the time. That's what he's talking about. That is huge, huge. Man, I wish you had the time to let y'all hear that entire conversation. Jason and Ray did a really good job on uh, how to foster championship relationships with players at the uh, high school and college level, even in the AAU ranks. Um, but we had to move on to the next topic. These two experts talk about transfers in the college game. Here's our take on the epidemic. So is it, is it, in your opinion, is it the lack of connection or is it the on-court issues that's causing the transfer wave? They probably go hand in hand, Jay. Yeah. I mean, because if you are connected with them, then you can, to me, persevere. Is it not a marriage that's been together for 20 years and y'all have been through some things together? Right. I mean, if you dating and you got to go through the drama, let's cut this in the very beginning because it's not going anywhere. I think the longer you're in a relationship with that player, the deeper the relationship goes, I think it turns out for the better and you can, you can, you can stand some tough times. At least that's what I saw in my brief time there. But also having players that have gone to that level and have had good relationship with coaches and a bad relationship with coaches. That, that grad transfer, that is a kid's life game plan. I want to go ahead and use an analogy of life. I want to give you this engagement ring. Okay, that's the, 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 the offer. Let's get married. I got the engagement ring on, but I'm going to go ahead and continue to date here. How many openings are there right now? 25. 26, yeah. So look at all the different turnovers. Yep. Coach Joe just recruited a whole nice recruiting class. She jumped to Ole Miss and vice versa. Yep. Nobody gets on them. And I, I mean, it's America, right? Up right. Really, why would we expect our kids not, not to, to understand this. capitalism? Not and the same and exact thing. with the social media world, if you think the kids haven't caught on, then you're crazy because the numbers show they do. That's the the kids have absolutely caught They're thinking these kids are naive. That's crazy. Because I'm telling you, these grad transfers, that's business decisions. Yeah. That's them getting ready for life. That's them using the game you're trying to use on them against you. Against you. As it should be. Use the game for what it is. Yeah. That's the next, that's the next evolution of girl, And it's where women... Uh, his daughters, that kind of thing, where they're gonna take over the business mindset of this game. You can see it coming. I'm gonna go here. When we grew up, it was not normal for girls to date multiple guys. And if you did, you were scrutinized, but more importantly, look at how you dated them. You had to talk on the phone. The phone is connected to the wall. Uh, was your mama on the phone at that time talking to the grandma? Now, with social media, you can talk to five different dudes a day. Yeah. So you learn, you push fast forward on the dating process 
in everything as far as relationships. Mm -hmm. You learn to sift through the BS a lot earlier today than I think we. And they're raised differently because you got me talking to my 15 year old about you don't want to get too serious. You want to. You want to keep your options open. That was never said Not before me. Yeah. I tell my daughter that. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. Not at all. And I think there's more. <laughs> there's more and more like. Wow. Well, I'll that's, tell you this that's now. Deep. It's it just in four years between Desi and Rasay. Yeah. There's been a huge difference where Rasay talks to Mackenzie Calvert all the time. Like, wait, your dad who didn't let you do what what whoppers let Desi do? You have to grow. And that goes back to coaching. And that's that's the same thing with me. Mine are seven years apart. Yeah. So I've lived this 15 year old thing once. Yeah. I'm living it again, yeah. and it's a, what exactly what he's saying. It's a whole different world. It's a whole. Different In my 22, she'll tell you that ain't the same dad. Right. Right. And she's right. How can we expect kids to behave better than we behave? What 40 year you know hasn't changed careers three times and jobs ten times? So why are you getting mad at an 18 and 19 year old for doing the same thing? That's idiotic to expect the babies to lead us and, and to be at a higher standard than us when they're supposedly doing this for free. Well, and I would say the counter argument they have against the adults is they'll say, well, your way isn't working because look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. Yeah. So how do you know my way isn't better? Yeah. But even going with that speed dating, yeah. swipe left, swipe right. Right. You know I mean, e-harmonies and the, I mean, yeah. look at all this. I mean, it's, it's there for them, and we do that in our personal lives. They're doing it the same way in basketball, and we expect them not to. But again, I go back socially, and I don't mean right. to keep taking it back here. But we all know that we know people that's going to drive a Benz, but don't have five dollars in the bank right if you got parents that feed into the instagrams and the twitters and those glorifications mm -hmm. d1 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 and not the long-term wealth understanding parent i still think we're going to have those problems yeah yeah some of the i mean uh, the and that's back to my original point the biggest issue of all this the core issue is the buyer is buying Right. Yeah, that's what I was about if, to say. If, if you, if you, if I take the Lord, at the end of the day, I'm the one that took the Lord. So there's got to be accountability on the players and parents that are going into these bad situations. I agree, Jay, but I, there's definitely needs to be standards. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the old school people talk about when America was great, when you can leave your your, your your door open and not worry about people robbing you. When you're dealing with the coach. You think that that coach, because of their position, because of their title, because of they, their respect and life, right. they are going to be 100. Right. And that's why it goes back to what's the solution? The people at the top, and this is something that has always bothered me, is that as the head of my family, when anything goes wrong in my house with my wife or my two daughters, the onus is on me. Now, I'm not taking accountability away from them. Right. But if you're the head of a program, why do you always blame the kids? Yeah. Why do you always blame the parents of the kids? Yeah. You are the boss. You are the leader. You are the manager. You're the general. You get paid handsomely Man. to be the general. Stop passing the buck. It's your program. Absolutely. Take accountability for Take it. Take accountability your as the boss. You want the title. You're the so, head coach. This is why I think... Club ball is the ultimate capitalism. Mm -hmm. It's America. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm not doing my job by my kids, 
there's no contract. There's no right. letter of intent. Right. There's no school, high school boundaries. I have to do my job. Now, most people will listen and say, well, that's because you kiss their tail. You don't know me. I don't know anybody out here that's coaching kids harder than me. Right. But it's vulnerable and it's genuine. So I, I think if there is this transfer rule one time where they're eligible, you're going to start to see coaches have to step their games up. Yeah. They're going to have to invest in a woman. It's just, Absolutely. It's a two-way street. From jump. From yeah. jump. It's a two-way street. We appreciate you all for checking out this Saddest Basketball Survival Mode episode on relationships and transfers with Ray Caldwell and Jason Key. The Saddest Basketball family would also like to thank these two intelligent men for sharing your insight and wisdom on the topics presented. For more information about our next Survival Mode episode, be sure to follow us online at www.sidesports.com or on social media using the handle at Sidest Basketball. Until then, remember, Satan is the usual suspect, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication, and survival is to understand society. Peace. And on this road I track my aim to earn the Lord's respect. And on this road I track my aim to earn the Lord's respect. And on this road I feel when they're on the bench and she's doing the same thing to me when I'm out there on coach. Oh, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Real talk. They go back to that trust. Yeah, exactly. That's that's, hard, that's, a, hey, that's a hard job, dog. <laughs> Do you trust any of the assistants? How far can you trust the assistants? I would say a lot. I would say there's a lot of kids that trust the assistant and not the head coach. It's true. You get, but how far? I'll use me as an example. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Chauncey talking to one of my parents. Uh, it's ready so quick on the trigger with my daughter last week. Chauncey messages me in passing. There's certain shit like that, Chauncey. You need to be a sounding board for my parents that they can complain about. Why are they getting us these ugly shoes? Why? No, but when it comes to the, 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 the letter of the law on why I'm doing it, can't nobody piss in the about me. Chauncey was pissed. Why you put me out there like that? I told you that in confidence. Ain't no confidence. Yeah. He talking about the president. That's a family matter. He talking about the dictator. Right. <laughs> ain't no, ain't no yeah. if, ands, or but about that because that's what the problem was when I went to tech and we got the losing yep. people. Yep. I understand the small fires got to be put out before they consume. That's right. Because that is going to grow and grow and grow. No, we're going to put that fire on real quick. What about, you know, you said a number and this is just thinking out loud here a little bit, but. You set a number, and if you have more than a, you have more than three transfer it out, you lose a scholarship for two years or something. Huh. All of a sudden, that changes the game. That's called accountability, right? Yeah. Because if you get too many Ds, you flunk out of school. Right. Is that not a D? Woo. That's going to make people build their rosters, man. That's going to make them keep their And keep their rosters, yeah. Sorry. Just keep, keep their woman. Yeah, yeah. You got to keep your woman. Happy. I like that, kid. I like that. I like that. You I can't. Them cold, cold. Side is basketball LLC. We'd like to thank you for tuning in to the Survival Mode podcast. Learn more about us online at www.sidesports.com and on social media using the handle at Side is Basketball. Let the man be the man if everybody voted. Tell him that's what said, said, man. You get quoted. Tell them it ain't come from you, tell them that I wrote it.